0: Hello and welcome to episode 155 of At Percussion. This is Megan Arns. I'm flying solo in this episode. You might have noticed that I was missing from five recent episodes and that's because I was studying in Ghana, West Africa. While I was there, I was able to do interviews with two wonderful master musicians and directors of the cultural centers that I was at. The first interview is with Jerome Balsab from the Dagara Music Center. This center was formed by Bernard Woma, and as I've mentioned on recent episodes, Bernard unfortunately passed away recently. While we were at the center, preparations were being made for his funeral, and I'm happy to say that the center is alive and well and carrying on his legacy and his spirit. The second interview is with Emmanuel Ogbeli from the Dagbe Cultural Institute, you might notice, especially in the first interview, that there's some background noise. This is very common in Ghana because community is a part of everyday life. So actually what you hear is the sound of dinner preparations of one of my favorite Ghanaian dishes called fufu. So what you hear is is cassava being pounded. So without further ado, here are interviews with Jerome Balsab and Emmanuel Agbeli. So, you mentioned that you were from a family of xylophone players and that your grandfather played and that you played his xylophone. Can you tell us about how you started after he passed away?
1: Yeah, when, uh, I mean, uh, on his lifetime, uh, she knows I'm a xylophone player. because you were born to play. I was, I was born to play. And, when and I, what
0: does that mean to be born to play? How do you know?
1: Uh, no, you're born to play because uh, when you born as a fresh, really fresh baby came out from your your womb, uh-huh. your mommy womb, uh-huh. uh, there's a sign that you can, people see. If you born and your hands are clicks, your thumbs are clicks, means you are given a xylophone. Yeah. That is the sign to hold the xylophone sticks.
0: So your hands are kind of, I know we're in audio yes. here, so for our listeners, yes. Jerome is clenching his hands, or he's holding his hands in a way that there would be xylophone mallets Zy- Zy- in them. Exactly. So you came out of your mother's womb yeah. doing that.
1: Doing that. Yeah. And then, when uh, my father got to know this, uh, he co-claimed a manisha mallet. Mm-hmm. No, those little mallet Manisha, mm-hmm. and then put it on the bed where I sleeps. So uh that's so that she has given me fully the cell because that is the mallet she gave to me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when I grew up to be small, started crawling, uh, I actually became like a little trouble because I don't want my daddy to play. Anytime she sat on the gym to play, I would crawl and take the stick out of (laughs) his hand. You
0: wanted to be playing.
1: Yeah, yeah. He said, like, he got angry and said, Take it and come and play. Take it. Anytime she (laughs) sat on the (laughs) cell phone and I I just harassed him and said, Come take it. So they were like, She got to know what gift God gave to me. So when I grew, like, between six, no, there about I was like, oh yeah, play myself, and I play so fast, and I play something meaningful. Mm-hmm. So my daddy always say, yeah, you have taken the work I do, I've taken the work my father do. You have also taken the work that I do. So and I'm so grateful that you have taken the work that I do. Um, you now back home, xylophone players seem to be nothing because they didn't realize that xylophone is a gift. People just play and they say. So, if you are a Xylophone player, what benefit do you get? Because uh, they are only waiting for someone to die and they go and play and get some little coins. That's all the benefit they get. But Xylophone is actually a music mm-hmm. that I mean, other people are very, very interesting to get. Mm-hmm. So, when, I, when we grew up, when I grew up, and then I'd be playing with other people, then I began to learn. Other different hands from people, as I said, because as soon as we go to the funerals, where you are not just going to play, but even if you don't have the chance to play, and someone play, you listen to the person, that's where you get a, a new songs, that's where you get a new style, that's where you, you learn, mm-hmm. you know, even though you, haven't known, you don't have the chance to play.
0: So when you're really just, you're immersed in this music from yeah. a very young age because yes, your this, entire family
1: entire played family.
0: and your whole community played and right. the music is a part of daily life yeah, exactly. and celebrations. So you're learning new repertoire by hearing, by it, hearing it and, and you know, just being exposed it to it. And yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. And that, that's fascinating. Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's how it is. That's how everyone began. Yeah. Um, I happened to, uh, I met Bernard Mm-hmm. When we were all, we all had the same school, that's where we were. I knew him when she was small. When she was small, she was really small and they pushed him into school. But I grew up, I was like 12, 13 before I can go to school. Mm-hmm. So when I got to school and I saw him and she was like kind of ahead, she like, I go to like um. Uh, uh, third grade while I was in the first grade or something like that. So, and then we all played together. So uh, when we do, when we sit down, and it's happened that we all play left, so when we sit on the gyms, people just like, okay, that is it. This is what we actually want. So this guy, we get to know ourselves when we were young, when we were kids, until we all grew up. And then we split off. I went to a different school, she also went to a different school. Mm -hmm. And then we met again in the house when she lost her mother. Okay. Lo- lost his mother, so we met there. And then she asked me, "Hey Kelly, I have not seen you for years now." I said, "Yeah, I have not also seen you." She said, "Where are you?" And I said, "I'm in Bruna Ahafo, Sunyane." I said, "Yeah, I'm also in Accra." I said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I've just done with my school." He said, "Oh, yeah, I'm also working with a National Dance Group. Mm-hmm. If you want, yeah, you can come. And then we, we I have a, a dance, just a local dance group, so we can work on that." And I left, and I left the village, and I came, and met him. So we started off from B. That's where we started the group first. Okay. And then we moved into media. Okay. And then uh, when I came, and uh, we didn't start a group yet. So I was working at uh, Legon. Mm-hmm. I was one of the elephant players at Legon. Mm-hmm. And then when she had thought of um, establishing his own uh, center, his own uh, business center, music and dance and everything, she told me... Okay, I'm not going, I knew I, I would not go back to National Tierra, but I want you to go and represent me. So I, I stopped from the uh, Ligon and went to National Tierra okay. to represent Bernard over there. Okay. So we worked for some time, and then uh, I asked for permission and travel, And then I felt sick at where I was going. I was, almost like passed away. So the days they get me to report it, to the work, I just delayed it. And wow. when I get back to where they say, yeah, you, you vacate your post. So the, the you cleanest, lost your job. I lost my job.
0: Wow. And
1: then, then I say, okay, don't worry, just come back. I was, we started the the business. Ah. So that's where we started the business. And that I was around see. 2000.
0: Okay, and that was in 2000. That was so around. to back up a little bit, and for our listeners who might be less familiar with the geography of yeah. Ghana, yeah. you're from the Dagara region, right. which is... The Northwest Northwest, region, and that's where you met Bernard, and that's that's where you were in school together, and you grew up together. right? And it's so interesting that now you're in the southern part of the country, and um, that this music that you're playing... Um, is is from the northern region, but you're located in the south. And I think that's one of the amazing things about this center is that you can come here to Dagara Music Center and learn not just one style of music, but you can learn the Dagara tradition and the jils. And you can also, like, we are also studying the ga tradition um, with Eddie. We're doing drumming and dancing um, with the dancers from Sakamu. And so you can learn multiple uh, right. Traditional regions yeah. in, in Ghana, which is really amazing. Yeah. But the whole center was founded on the Dagara tradition or, Dagara, right? and the yeah. Dagara music. Right. That's amazing. So, also to catch up our listeners, I did a um, a short segment after Bernard passed away. Bernard, we're talking about, of course, is Bernard Woma. And um, this was the center that, that he and Jerome founded. And so, it's interesting being here without Bernard you know, now that he's passed away and funeral preparations are are being made and people are mourning the loss of this great man can you just tell us I know it's difficult probably to put into words but a little bit about how you and the rest of the the DMC staff and Sakamu are kind of dealing with this loss
1: well uh, his sudden death had I mean, it just brought uh, everybody uh, power down a little bit because uh, when we were there, uh, she was actually sick for some years now, yeah. as I know. Uh, but uh, just last two years ago, that we realized that the sickness came back, and mm-hmm. it was like so bad; it was so terrible. And then you now, uh, we keep praying for him to be recovered. Uh, we are not God. We are not doctors. We only look at the the, the the body and tell how the sickness is getting.
0: Yeah, you could just tell that you
1: know, he was, yeah, weak, she was weak. weak, and, weakening and you know, reducing weight and all yeah. kinds of things. So um, that is about two years ago that we realized these this changes. And then we keep praying for him. And then he said, no problem, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Then we all go around doing our tough. Uh, until uh, last year, she came home for a festival and then when she came down to Ghana for the festival and went down to the north, she was actually not feeling good at all. Mm-hmm. So she was like, she can't even you know, sit in the public to listen what is going on. So yeah. she's like running, hiding himself because, you know, she's been deformed by... By the by whole the sickness, the sickness and you no, know, she she doesn't want people to be seeing him often, looking at the body in which he is. So, she's more of like hiding himself for that. And then pretty soon, you no, know, she felt so bad, and they have to c- carry him to hospital. And then she was like off and on in the hospital. She go to the hospital today, they discharge him. The next day she go back, and then because he knew America, he has a daughter there who, uh. No, can get better treatment, better medicine, and everything good than Ghana. So he decided to say, "Oh, I'm coming back to America mm-hmm. to be able to get a good doctors and get good medicine to cure my st- sicknesses." And then she came back, and then we did a work pretty good. Now he had treatment, everything, and then. So this year, we went. We she went. He went on August. Uh, and then we went on uh, November. And then when we got there, she also flew from Bloomington to Buffalo. That's where she go to meet us. She mm-hmm. was also she, she was coming back again for the festival. Right. And then when we got there and I looked at this guy, I was like, oh, my God. Uh, she was completely changed. And she was like, she can't even look at your face. She was like, oh. So she can't even hold a pen to sign a signature. of, uh, She was trying to write a check to somebody else. She can't hold a pen to sign the signature. So I don't know how she does that. Whether she did a thumbprint or something, and then she did a check in. And then she flew back to Ghana for the program. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I learned she was running to the hospital of her own, of her own, of her own, until she came back again just to have a good medicine to I mean, cure the sicknesses. And then when she landed at JFK, unless she, was, she was completely like, she could not even talk. And then it happened that we had somebody to pick him from the airport. So the person got him there and then in the car she can't talk, she can't even sit well, so he had to lie down. And then she was complaining, body pains and so many things, so uh, we told the guy to take him right away from the airport to a hospital. Mm-hmm. So the guy took him to the hospital, and he was admitted. And then when we got there to visit him, uh, we 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 can't go as group because uh, the policy says, and I mean that doctor' policies says you can't go as group. So we are going individually just to see him. Okay. So when I got there to see him, um, she was just connected with tubes all over the body. Everywhere of the body, it included the head. Yeah. The, the tube was all over yeah. the body. And then she was like, Oh, I'm going to be fine. Just go and do the <laughs> performance. Just go do the performance. I'll be fine. <sighs> uh, in fact, I nearly I nearly I nearly cry because the way I look at him and the way she's looking and then she can't even look my face for me to you know to have some secrets with him. And she was just like Drop the face down and then I'm fine, I'm fine. Just go and do the performance. And I looked at this guy to say, You are not fine, because look at the way you are. You are not fine at yeah. all. I say, I'm fine, let's just go for the uh, funeral. And I just say, Okay, let me pray for you. And I say Prayers for him. And say, said, Thank you. Yeah, I know I'll be fine. Just go and do the performance. So we left for the performance. Mm-hmm. And then he got better, somehow better, not fully better. Mm-hmm. And once it gets somehow better, the daughter discharged him, and she went back to Bloomington, mm-hmm. and then he flew from Bloomington to join us at Rochester mm-hmm. for a performance, and that's where we started again. And then we we'll go around performing. Sometimes he flew back to Bloomington to see the daughter and come back until uh-huh. we meet uh, at uh, where was the play that we came from to uh, uh, Missouri. We we started from uh, as, as, as some state before uh-huh. we get to Missouri. Uh-huh. And then when we get to Missouri, I can see the power went down completely, and yeah. every, everyone can see it, But she was like, "No, I have to do it." Mm-hmm. And, and I just said, "It wasn't a mandate that looking at your situation, no one is forcing you to do it. We know we can do it on your name. Just wait when we do it. yeah, then you can still have the power to go out and talk. Yeah. To the audience, uh-huh. this is what I think. It is good. So you
0: suggested that maybe he shouldn't play yeah, the concert. He be, yes. He should do the talking. Do the talking, <laughs> no. But yeah. if you are
1: like, I will play. I will play anytime we we meet at a concert. I says, don't just play. We'll play. You do the talking, and she said, no. I'm here to to perform. He's so persistent. He's persistent. To do it. <laughs> so, as I said, we did a performance. Uh, the last performer at uh, Missouri, there, and then when. We were well, at the last performance and then we were driving from Missouri to Bloomington. And that was the day she is to see his doctors. So I suggested to the driver that we shouldn't even go home to drop the people and the instrument. Let's go Straight right away to the, to the, the hospital. hospital to drop him so that she should have more time with the doctor than going home with everybody. Delayed, and he got there, probably she might miss the daughter or the daughter might have small time with him. But if would pass through the doctor, leave him with the daughter, the daughter will have a whole lot of time to you know, to examine the body and see what, I mean, medicine scene did again to take. So we pass through the hospital and then go and drop the people in the house. Then the driver go back and get him. Mm-hmm. And he got back and say, yeah, I'm fine. I think I'm okay. So I will go with you guys the next day so that I can, I'll be with my son, that is Bismarck,
0: uh-huh.
1: and you know, Bismarck lives at uh, um, Fredonia. Okay. So we took him and dropped him uh, at uh, Fredonia, and we went to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Fredonia to Buffalo is just about 45 minute drive. Uh-huh. So we just dropped him and went back and went home. And then uh, the next day, uh, our driver supposed to go back to uh, uh, Fredonia to get him, so that he can come and take a bus at uh, Buffalo. To get to the performance. Okay. And but looking at the situation in which we see him, he cannot even carry a it, it bag. Yeah. How is he going to carry a cell Yeah. And
0: the
1: suitcase he has? How is he going to carry all that? He she cannot even carry a small thing. Right. So we decided that uh, one of uh, the students who have been to Ghana, uh, Matthew, mm-hmm. uh, she, it's happened that she was also there to do a performance with uh, Jamie. So we said, Matthew, I know your performance is over. You just wanted to hang out with us. You go and get Bernard from uh, Fredonia, take him to the performance, be a companion to him. You can help take the material, the jewel and everything, and then help him for the performance. And Matthew said, sure, yeah, I can do it. So he went to Fredonia the next day to get Bernard and they go for the performance. Okay. And then when they get to the ground, um, that particular state... And then we saw the pictures of the performance he does. Uh, we saw pictures of that, and then that was fine. And then they went to um, Kentucky uh-huh. for the last performance that he's supposed to do. To mm-hmm. do and go back to Bloomington, uh-huh. and that was where uh, he got there. And then, but then we were also, I mean, prepared to go, come back to Ghana. Yes. So we were at the JFK in um, in New York. Uh, waiting for our flight, uh-huh. trying to find, you know, checking our flight, and then we heard um, that his situation was really worse yeah. than the before that we see, that the situation is now completely worse, and they rushed him to emergency room, while we were still you know, trying in to the find airport, airport, yeah. the airport so in New York. So we couldn't go, on Sunday that was supposed to leave, so we uh, went to find a hotel to sleep for two days mm-hmm. um, that's Sunday and Monday and leave on Tuesday so um, when uh, we keep calling to find out what is going on sometimes no America is not like Ghana sometimes the message doesn't come they are trying to hide certain things from 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 this so um, no this guy was really suffering about to pass away and anytime we, we call they say oh no problem he's getting better or something like that the um,
0: hospital?
1: I mean people that you can't call a doctor so we yeah. just call any other person that's closer to him uh-huh. and then they kept saying oh she's getting better or something like that I see so um, until we you no, know, they know they cannot hide the secret anymore because but then, Joyce, the daughter, and the son, Bismarck and Julius, were there. So they were feeding us the, the information, yeah. the condition in which she is. And finally, they said she's with oxygen. And we said, oh my God, it shouldn't happen that way. But you no. Know, and then we left. So when we leave and get back to Ghana the next day, yeah, we keep calling to find out. And finally, we we'll get here on Wednesday. Leave Tuesday, get back here, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we had to pass away. So that was really painful and Very then everybody hard. was so sad. I'm sure, yeah. And now that day was my sad day ever. Yeah. Because people were crying, I was trying to just to consult other people, their wife, everybody, the whole time there is that other people came at that night. And everybody would just cry. I was cry as well, but trying to, you know, stop other people, you not know, just for crying too much. Yeah. But it, it just it couldn't happen. So someone came and advised me just to let them cry. And for some time, then we can quiet them down. Yeah. So I allowed them, them to agree. cry. Yeah. I allowed them just to cry for a while, as much as they can cry. And then I go and I say, yeah, I understand it, but it's painful. If, if I have the power, I will really let that happen. If you have the power, you will really let that happen. Of course. Mm-hmm. But not, yeah. it's, it's God's no, God work. Yeah. God gave him to the world, mm-hmm. and God has taken him back from the world where he is. Mm-hmm. So we have no power. You, we can cry and kill ourselves, but he's not going to come back. Just to understand that, yeah, it's God's work, it's not human work. We, we can do that. So um, that's how uh, the whole thing, myself and Ben started life from childhood, mm-hmm. and this is how it ends. Right. So sad.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that must have been a really difficult experience to go through um, and, and see him suffer like that. And, you know, you're talking about being in the States and being on the road. Maybe um, maybe that leads to a next question of, of Of um, Sakamu touring. So Sakamu has been touring for the past 10 years in the United States, right? Yeah. And um, can you tell us a little bit about how that came about, the first tour, and um, what your experience has been like touring this traditional music in the United States?
1: Yeah, um, I think uh, the very first year, 2005, was the year. Was it? Yeah, 2005. Uh, that was the year we started touring, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, the first year we kind of crazy. We only have uh, um, How many days? For 49 days. Okay Yeah. Four nine days, and we did 99 shows on for five days, mm-hmm. and uh, when we get there uh, the bus that we had to travel with was a school bus, a mini nice. school bus. <laughs> you know? And that is the bus that we, we, we always squeeze in, yeah. we can't face it. Sometimes the heat will broke and we have to sit. and they gave us some, I don't know what that, those things are, they are like something, you shake it. Hot hands? Hot hands. Yes. yes. You you shake it. And when they get hot, you hold it or you put it on your shoes. Right. You to warm your feet. So we're giving those things, hot hands then. So we shake, 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 and put it on your shoes and tie it so that your, your to try feet... try to stay warm. Yes. You have to stay warm. Yeah. And then, yeah, we we did that uh, for then 44 uh, for, the, for the four, 45 days. Uh, and then uh finished our 99 shows within the 40, 45 or 44 days.
0: That was the first tour.
1: That was the first tour. Wow, and it was so crazy. That was the first time I've seen the snow, and many people have seen snow. Yeah. That was the first time we you know we, we experienced life outside, right? So, yeah, it was a challenge to all of us, a yeah. couple people fall down like crazy in the snow, because we don't know how to walk yeah. in the snow, so we, people were just falling down here and there, now falling down, we don't even know, the food was completely different, Yeah, we can't eat, um, so we decided to be eating something all the time in Chinese restaurants, because Chinese restaurants have so much different food, so yeah. much different stuff going on.
0: So you can find something that so that if
1: you take is something, more familiar yes. to you,
0: that you like.
1: Yeah. If yeah. you taste something and you don't like it, you just leave it and go for another one. I If see. you don't like it, go. So we keep testing the food uh-huh, every time I we see. get it. see, yeah. So that you test it and probably you get something that you like small. And you, you start
0: it, to learn you what, like.
1: what you like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and that's how it started. So, when the uh, 45 days ended, or 44 days ended, and we came back, we have to share that experience with those who have not gotten the chance to go. So, this is what it is. So, um, it was crazy. People actually, now Africa's where our bodies are quite, like, strong. Mm-hmm. So, people don't get sick, but we hate the cold. We <laughs> hate the snow. So... When even if in the rooms where the room is being heated mm-hmm. but we still put on jacket. You're still cold. It's still cold. Yeah. So
0: well I mean being in the United States you're not even in the, the southern part. You choose Buffalo, New York to be based out of. It could not really have much more of an opposite climate than Ghana. Yeah.
1: I don't know how we choose they choose. Because first, the first tree we were in, uh, uh Fredonia, that's where then I was staying, right. And That's where Griffin was also staying. So, right. the first tree we were in at uh, Fredonia, and now Fredonia and Buffalo are the same temperature of everything, right? A lot of snows and everything. So, it's almost the same thing stay at Fredonia and stay at uh, Buffalo, is almost the same thing, right? So, but I don't know why they choose to stay in those, um, states. They should sort of have f- look for a different state where. I mean, like Texas. Texas is kind of a little hot. When we traveled to um, Arizona. Mm
0: -hmm. That was good, right? That
1: was really good. I (laughs) just probably say, I don't just want to go out at all. I love that place. So when I got there, I just take off my jacket, take off my uh, sweater, and I have my little singlet with me, and I just walk out and start. Felt just like home. I just feel it. then I can stand and look at a distance because the, gra- the grass was short, the tree was short, and I can look for look at far away distance. It, it will, we love that. We all love that place. Right. And then when we got to Texas, Texas is good, but it's still the same. You can't see far because there were a lot of high, high trees and big, big houses that you can see far. Right. But Texas was also good. Right. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for chatting with me, and like I said, we've had a wonderful experience here at the Dagara Music Center, and it's been wonderful learning from you and the rest of the staff, and thank you so much for you know, sharing your, your music and your, your culture and tradition with us.
1: Thank you. So. Uh, it is so, yeah, also thank you for, I mean, as I said, uh, uh, when this silent uh, message came to us, about the death of Bernard, i will tell you other people decided to change their mind for just because it's normal um uh yeah it's not just one person who does everything mm-hmm. at least even at all if you know it doesn't matter how how, how i mean how much stuff you know but at least you can't do the work just by yourself. Course, there should be yes. other people. It takes that, a village,
0: uh, as they say. You no,
1: know, also takes a turn of doing something to help it. Yeah. So uh, it came to a time, Bernard doesn't even do anything because he already got a name down and then sometimes when the student comes, you just say, hey, Jerome, go, go and take care of them. Do that, do that, do that. So I was like running up and down, taking care of, explaining the, the t- different dances, explaining the culture, talking about life and businesses and everything. So it came to a point that she doesn't even do anything. And then we do the work. So I'm so sorry to those who say Bernard's not here. I mean she's no more there. Then the work doesn't go on. No. We still carry the work on. Yes. And we still do as she does. Even it could be a little bit. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. When a president dies and a, a different president comes it takes a while for the different, that president to be able to withstand the pressure, to, to, I mean, to withstand everything, but not just that you come in and then, like, be the best. No, there will be challenges to that president to, be, to take yeah. before he can be able to, you know, to do something. Mm-hmm. And that is the challenges we are all taking now. I um, apologize to all of you who are here. Now, in terms of speaking, ben I have stated there. And she know America had Amer American accent. Mm-hmm. She, she she have gone to university there. And she seemed to know how to speak English pre uh, well, pretty mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh she, she have your accent. She can speak your accent. And you no, know, she stayed there for over twenty something years. Yeah. Uh she know more more and more and more things that we have not even have I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But that is how she began. When she was beginning like me, mm-hmm. I'll even say I'm better than him because I have been in, in a school and I've been with people. I've started teaching white back at when I was at Sunyane. Mm-hmm. I started teaching music there because I, when I sit in the jail and play and then other people are there, they just come to me and I say, look, I want to learn this, and then I have to teach them how to do it. And it's not just a crowd here that I come to learn how to teach. I started sure. teaching back five years Right. before I get here, but that has worked. So uh, we are also started. And then before everything, I uh, always try to apologize for maybe someone have used a buzzword, or maybe some have, uh, have said something which is not right. Now we are just messing up our languages, say stuff like that. So we we'll always apologize at the end of the student who comes here to say, "If you no know, I, I miss say something, you forgive me." because I am still learning. learner. I'm still trying to get the, thing, the, the, the whole thing.
0: Yeah, um, well, I think you guys do a great job, <laughs> especially between all of you. You make a wonderful team, so...
1: Thank you. Keep <laughs> on keeping
0: on and keep the DMC alive. Yeah. Hello. I'm reporting again from Ghana, West Africa. Um, this time, I'm joined by Emmanuel Ogbeli. He is the director of the Dog Bay Cultural Institute in Copaia, Ghana. It's in the Volta region in the southeast part of the country. And our students spent about 10 days here in Copaia two weeks ago. And I'm back here now doing a little bit more studying before heading home. So I was able to catch Emmanuel to ask him some questions before I head out. So welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe you could just start by telling us um, a little bit about uh, the history of Dog Bay and who founded it and how long it's been around and what its main mission is.
2: Thank you. Um, like you said earlier on, my name is Emmanuel Agbeli. Um <clears throat> Dog Bay um, was established by my late dad called Godwin Agbeli, who was uh, a master drummer, West Africa master drummer and dancer. Um, uh, Spent most of his time in Accra. He's the founder, also the founder of Sankofa Dance Theater. He works at the, um, before the name was uh, Accenta of Ghana, but now called Center for National Culture. Mm. So he works there. Um, uh, After my secondary school education, uh, I fully worked with him. But during my school time, I've been working with him. Uh, But then uh, after I completed, I decided to go, go in fully. I grew up like two... A year two, I started drumming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we inherited that from our great great grandfather, called Adedi, who was a great master drummer. Mm. So passes through my dad and to us, okay. all of my uh, brothers and even sisters. So uh, my dad was into this, and and then he teaches the music to. Uh, all white, all over uh, the country, I mean, the world. Mm-hmm. And also uh, teaches the Africans, Grandlands, uh groups, churches, it, name them, you know. So Anyone? most of the times I, uh, I helped him when I was in school, I helped him to teach or do some programs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when he travels outside, I stay back to, you know, Groups call me to complete what he he was doing and all that. So I've been mm-hmm. working with him, hand to hand, before he finally came to the hometown couple year to build an institute mm-hmm. uh, culture.
0: What year was that?
2: Uh, that I mean, I'm talking okay. about 22 years ago. Okay. Yeah, when we were in Accra, I moved from. A year to Ashama and then to Accra to stay with him. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when when, at Accent, when he brings students, I teach, I help him to teach the Mm students. I always spend a lot of my time with the Sankofa Dance Theater Group uh, every time when I come from school. So, um, sometimes he travels and sends students for me to be teaching. Mm-hmm. So he's outside in state and then I stay here to teach uh, students mm-hmm. and some of his groups. And then somewhere along the line I started to get my own groups too mm-hmm. that I teach and form groups for some people. Mm-hmm. So shortly uh, he decided he should build an art center, uh, uh, a cultural center to uh, expand the um, music Mm-hmm. but then he couldn't do it in Accra because throughout our research from the student, it is too busy in yeah. Accra for them to pay attention to this music. Mm-hmm. And one side of it, they were like, we traveled to Africa, Ghana to see different things, but not to see things similar to America. Right. Another so 100% city. they are right. Mm-hmm. Center shouldn't be there. We moved to Ashama. We tried it. People were complaining. You're disturbing the the area. Your the sound is oh. too loud. It sounds like Where no. Where's Ashama? Ashama is is uh, around Tema, which is like oh, okay. yeah, from like about twenty minutes drive. When you you're coming going to uh Accra from Appaow, my hometown.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, getting to Accra, you drive through Tema, Ashama. Okay. They are opposite. So you drive through Temashama 20 minutes before you get to Accra. Okay. Yeah. So, and we own a house there. My dad built a house ah, there. So, okay. yeah, family house there. So from Accra, we moved to Ashama to stay there. But it couldn't work because people around, our neighbors think we were disturbing and still students think it is still looking like, Not what they want to see. Too urban. Yeah. So then we finally uh, came back to the community, to the village. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, to start to keep it going. And then they love it there. Uh, It's like everywhere. Drumming opens from money to another money. No Mm -hmm. problem. All kids who come around and be playing, helping to play, to teach. They were like, oh, this is what we're looking for. So, gradually for some two, three years, well, without that building, uh, then uh, my dad decided to start okay. some uh, structures, which is 22 years ago, uh-huh. it was established.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So, I still stayed, handled the institute, my dad travels, and most of the students would love me to teach them, because they think my dad was like, you know, he's a big guy, and so yeah. they were like, Oh, I'm scared. You know. Ah, so you, don't have to be scared. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I have heard a lot about him. They don't feel comfortable ah. to learn with him. And then they think, and believe me, i I, 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 I humble myself to build a polish up the, the talent I had on music from my dad. Mm-hmm. And I, I did do a lot of research with him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like almost like we are twins in the music
0: yeah yeah
2: i'm almost there as him mm-hmm. so I like so what next let's let's, Emmanuel. let's, let's you know teach me <laughs> you know i don't want so my dad was like okay so he will stay away until maybe if the person is spending two weeks or three weeks he will let every week would we like to come to class and see how far uh-huh. every week you come and see how far. And even if you come to class, he sleeps. Because there's nothing to do, <laughs> you know. he so, just take a nap. Yeah, so it was like everything was yeah there. And we have been moving strongly well. Until I traveled, my first uh, visit to the U.S. in Vermont was in 97.
0: 97, okay. Yeah,
2: and uh, I was there for six months before I heard that my dad was sick. Uh-huh. Seriously admitted in the hospital. I came back. Well, I didn't come back because of his sickness. Actually, uh, uh, oh, that was the end of my stay for six months. Mm-hmm. So I came back, and then ninety eight, 1998, it got serious, mm-hmm. and so he passed away. Right.
0: And Since then.
2: Yeah. But then before he died, the main reason of following all this music from our childhood, his childhood, my childhood, Accra, Ashama, down to Kopoya. Our goal is to share the music to people all around the world mm-hmm. our You see our culture and the music is so rich and lovely that you know it it cures too, so uh, we're like, yeah we, we don't have to hide it, we mm-hmm. need to spread it mm-hmm. to bring so that we can unite with the music and believe me, through that music i've learned a lot. From outside, people have known so many people, like I know you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you see, yeah, that was how it came, all came about. Yeah, yeah, and up till now, thank God, uh, we are still moving. But I hope if he's supposed to be around, things could be better than this because he, by then he was wearing a big shoe, mm-hmm. yeah, spiritually, financially, uh, uh, emotionally, in all areas. But then he died suddenly.
0: Yeah.
2: That um, things were not up to their positions before he passed away. And I felt very, very, very difficult to put my foot into the that shoe
0: yeah, I'm sure. of his
2: to keep it moving as he could do. Mm-hmm. But then with my my hope and strongness and my effort before he died. Uh, led us up to this level Mm -hmm. and the people thought that was the end Ah. some students some citizens some people who knows my dad friends and other they thought that would be the end Mm -hmm. because like i was saying the shoe was huge he was a very huge big person in the Mm -hmm. music Mm -hmm. And um, well uh, 20,
0: 20 years later that's certainly not the case. I mean it is still you know when you meet someone in the United, from my perspective when you meet someone in the United States who's, who's been to Ghana and is a musician or studied music in Ghana, it's almost inevitable that they're going to say one of their stops was Copeia yeah. and Dog Bay. So it's it's well known in the small community in the states that you know that exists that enjoys Ghanaian music. Um, yeah, and the center, you know, you're talking about the structure of the center a little bit. Um, there's uh, there's a dormitory for mm-hmm. students to yeah. stay, there's a summer hut for dancing and drumming, yeah. and there's several different buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, did those all, uh, were they all built at the same time, or was it kind of a process of,
2: a process. of building Actually, the process. campus? When you, when, when you come to Dagbe, Coming in through the community walkway into Dagba, you will meet a very big uh port. Mm-hmm. We wrote on it Zon uh, Kutinano," meaning welcome, fresh water, and drink. That is the face of the Dagba Institute, mm-hmm. or the front door. That structure, you you see a building which has the office. Some three rooms like room eight, room nine, and room seven, and then the performing stage. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, some looms there. We do traditional kenten weaving. Mm-hmm. That was the first structure ah, he built. Okay. And then after some years, he was like, oh, those three rooms, three bedrooms is not enough it's at not all. Enough. So the main dome mm-hmm. was built in front of the. Um, the first structure there is a, uh, a floor uh, like a, a concrete a stage. That mm-hmm. is by then that was where we we practice, we teach, mm-hmm. and then after the dome was built, we were like, no, we need some other place. So the summer hut, the cycle summer hut came where we we now practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so. Two of your brothers, Ruben and Nani, are also incredible musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been so cool to, to meet all three of you and see your similarities and your differences. But um, most strikingly, um, how how well you know the repertoire, all three of you. It's incredible. And how amazing musicians and teachers you are. And actually, Nani has been on the podcast before. Okay. Yeah, so we've had the chance to talk to him as well. Um but you all three are teaching and mm-hmm. traveling, mm-hmm. and can you talk about your relationship with your brothers and and kind of um, how the three of you? I'd almost see it as the three of you are, are working to keep Godwin's tradition and legacy alive.
2: Yeah, actually, uh, we're more than the three in 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 the area that you're you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, all, uh, my dad we had uh, 10 children mm-hmm. and uh, he got married to four uh three four wives. Uh-huh. So, uh, but the first wife is my our mom, okay? So, the the oldest children for Godwin, the late Godwin, our dad is Ruben was the first, I'm the second, mm-hmm. nanny, third, and then um uh, actually. I, the third one wasn't a nanny. The third one died. Who came after me died. Mm-hmm. That is why we have a nanny. A nanny is the fourth continuous boy born.
0: Okay. Yeah. The wow. third
2: boy continuously. The first boy will have any name. Second boy will have any name. Third boy uh, traditionally will be given Mensa. 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 Uh-huh. The fourth boy again traditionally a nanny. A nanny. Fifth boy will be a, a num I know uh-huh. but Nani, so Nani was the fourth boy. So, okay. he there was a uh, 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 a boy after me uh-huh. who died actually before Nani came. So, right now, the three of us, Ruben, myself, Nani, and one of our younger brother who is from different mother
0: mm-hmm.
2: is called Elika. Alica. He's mm-hmm. also into the music right mm-hmm. now he's even
0: oh he's in school right yeah at, he's um, yeah okay. he's
2: working at Winneba mm-hmm. uh, college where my dad taught seriously before my dad was uh-huh. there for several years before he died okay after he died they got somebody to come and represent uh, work for them for some time they think he's not doing the good work mm. so they came back to to take me to go and represent but then I was like, hey, what I'm doing here, I can't go there. If I go there, there will be no Dagba. Yeah,
0: you so have to be running the they, they, came,
2: they came down like many times, but I was like, no, please. I explained everything to them. If you really love the work we are doing, the work my dad did, and not to tarnish his name, I think you should understand me and, and leave me here mm-hmm. so that I can build more people. Mm-hmm. So they understood. Then I gave them one of my staff called uh, James Okay. So he's there now for he the teaches. past uh, four, five years or six years. Mm-hmm. He's there now. So that is the school uh, my younger brother, Elika is now. Ruben, Nani, and myself, we are so, we are, we are, I won't say, we say there is a proverb, we say a German queue. The salt doesn't praise itself.
0: The
2: people who eat it, who say, ah, there's a salt in this food. (laughs) Salt can't talk about itself. So we can't talk about how best we are. (laughs) You understand me? We are, because people say it a lot. And this is part of it when I said, when my father died, a lot of people think this is the end of it, Mm -hmm. of his toiling. You understand because it, you can't find our the, the three brothers' relationship we have, you can't find it in other children. As soon as their father died, it becomes a problem. Fighting here and there. This person wants this, this person won that. That person said, I want to stand here. I want to I need this position. Right. And it, it doesn't end well. So people were thinking this will happen between us, especially the three of us.
0: Mm-hmm. It doesn't.
2: Because I we haven't. had a very good home train from my mom and dad. So we understood. And mostly, I taught nanny. Mm-hmm. I taught nanny a whole lot of uh, uh, foundation skills in the mm-hmm. music. So definitely, he respect himself and respect me for that matter. Ruben, we grew up in Achagbeko. Uh, Traditional Chagbeko group in Ashama. He was their master drummer. I was the dance leader before we moved to Accra, Sankofa.
1: Okay.
2: I respect Ruben as a very strong drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, I became a drummer when he left. He had to leave Sankofa to learn uh, uh, a work in Tema. So there was nobody in Sankofa after my dad to play the lead oh, drum. Wow. So I have to leave the lead dancing to drumming. Oh. That was how, the, you know, the gift was there. I know the rhythms, but then you have to train, you know, like I keep saying, each instrument will give you its muscles to handle it. Yeah. When I was playing at Timo, you can't hear the sound because I looked very smallish and, you know, it was like my, my dad would say, hey, when I'm <clears> playing, he, he would hold his ears uh... and pull it and then I know sound system. Uh... <laughs> so, you know, I, I struggled a lot to put up uh, sound because I wasn't, uh, you know, I was slim, very, very small. Okay. So, but then, so we all respect. They all know that you work with our dad mm-hmm. closely all research, even teaching the students before our time. Because when I I was doing all that, Ruben was busy in his uh, uh, learning, Mm -hmm. electrical work. Nani was busy in school. Mm -hmm. He is now in his uh, uh, senior high school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we respect ourselves and then they support me so, so much. Even though we went through some obstacles, a whole lot of obstacles. But then they are all trials. We were able to overcome them, and then uh, we we moved. And we're still moving, uh, sharing ideas, and, mm-hmm. you know.
0: That's great. Yeah. And so you're all, all three of you are members of Sankofa, as you mentioned. Yep. Yeah. And the staff at Dog Bay is made up also of of members of Sankofa. No. Right? Or no? no?
2: I came, when I came back from, when I, I finished I still I stayed in Accra, uh-huh. and then that was when the uh, uh, Dagbe wasn't built. Uh-huh. Robert Levin mm-hmm. uh, asked me to come down. I'm a very good artist. I did act mm-hmm. in, in in secondary school mm-hmm. of one of my major course. So I do painting. Yes. Uh, I even a opened... lot of
0: your paintings are in Dagbe, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah.
2: So. Um, Robert said, you know, and you know, Robert is into school, not too much in music. He loved the music. He also learned music. But then, out of the music, he helped build school, Kopeya school. school. Mm -hmm. So, he was like, oh, Emmanuel, you know, in Accra, back in Accra when he came, was like, I want to employ you so you can stay in Kopeya and teach and give your talent to... To the youth in mm-hmm. the community, so I, uh, you know, my dad spoke to me about it. I thought about it. Oh, I don't want to come and stay in the village, yeah. <laughs> you know. But you know, those times we do, we actually from our family we respect a lot. You can't say no to elders and parents, mm-hmm. especially when you thought about it and say that they are they are trying to direct you to good position. So. I accepted. So I came down. Okay. Yeah. So when I came down, I was teaching arts and music in the school. Okay. And I decided, so that was the only area. If there's no student, I'm just there. So then I have the school issues. I teach art Mm -hmm. from kid. I got it to class six. Okay. And then I teach, uh, I try to, but then my dad formed a school troupe. Okay. At Copper, yeah, so mm-hmm. I have been training the school troop, mm-hmm. but that is for school. Then I was like, ah, I'm itching. So when we close and weekends, I don't drum, I don't see, I, I have so many, many things in my head, especially in Achagbeko. So I have headache, you know. Achagbeko specifically gets into me like a, I possess the thing, so I, it makes me look like I was that day at the battlefield with Kini. So most of times, <laughs> this runs into my so. That is why I love to go around and be teaching. When I deliver, then my head falls down. Ah. But then within some week, if I don't teach, especially if I don't teach Agbeko, you see, I, I, my, my brain becomes like huge and running around, running around. When I sleep, I keep dreaming like, do this, teach this, do it like this. I mean, wow. then when I came here, I was like suffering from the same thing. So I decided to form call the youths and then Udati and the others and to, to be teaching them. Then I trained them uh, and I named the group Sankofa uh-huh. Route 2. Um, I called uh, my dad's group in Accra Route 1 and okay. then I formed Route 2 here. I formed Route 3 in Vermont. Oh.
0: Yeah Yeah.
2: Uh, back in uh, 98, after I did my first visit mm-hmm. in uh, 97, 98, ninety nine I was there again so I, and those are the time where Vermont's Global Village Project they have this group they bring sixty students to Dagba, to Ghana every year 60. sixty sixty at zero, a time at a time so where what do they, they do they stay what they do is when they come they have two weeks with Dagba and then two weeks tours in, in in Kumansi Cape Coast and all that. So when they get to the airport we pick them to uh, a hotel and then we divide the group into two. Ah. 30 30. So, 30 will go to the tours in all these Kumasi and Elmina uh, and other two. Uh, 30 will come for us with us for 30 uh, I mean, the two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, after two weeks, these people go to that place and these people come here. Switch them out. always the
0: same people or always different people? Different, different. <laughs> and, different.
2: and they are high
0: school. Oh, children wow.
2: actually led by uh, uh, a man called Mac Johnson. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it has been going like that. So they they and most of the leaders they they have a group in Vermont called JeKulu mm-hmm. performing group and uh, most of their leaders are in this group. So they advance. They play mostly jibe music. So when I was there, I worked with them and. The guys were like, you are so amazing. You play our music, palm drumming, like crazy. You, you handle the jibble, like... You, because sometimes when I have a workshop, some of the drummers want to come and play for me to help me teach the class. Uh-huh. But they can't play our music. Uh, like, I, like... I, I help them play this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most of the Jekulu members joined this group
0: okay. to be
2: coming to Dagba. So they got to a higher area of... So, they so when I left, they when I went there, I put them together and they have this strong Achagbeko group in Gahun. So they go around to perform. Cool. Was, I think it was in we had a very huge program uh, in Ghana, uh, uh, a music program at Bolgatanga. So they need a group to stand every group to stand for the ever chiefs who to represent the ever chief there to move you know when the ever chief is going you move with the chief and play music and have okay. a program. So we were choosing. Sankofa Route two was choosing. Wow. So I said, like, well this is an opportunity. I um I wanted to join the Sankofas together. Ah. So I called some members from Sankofa Route 1 from Accra, Mm -hmm. Sankofa Route Route 3 from U.S., Uh Vermont, and then Sankofa Route 2 who are home guys. Uh So all came. Thank God uh, those I invited from the U.S., they were like, this is a great opportunity. We can make it. So they came. So they were Americans among us for that big program. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cultural festival. So, that, that was how uh, the Sankofa Route two, 1, 2, and 3 came. Okay. Yeah. So, I, uh, when I was forming that group, Route 2 here, was the time where I was getting staffs mm-hmm. for 200 Dagba, uh-huh. And it's not easy. It is not about only drumming and teaching, but attitude. Mm-hmm. how to handle students.
0: Our students had a fantastic experience mm. and it's great to have so many teachers with different personalities and different specialties also because you see different students connect with different teachers and especially in the private lessons, you know, they kind of find people that they connect to and um, get to spend some one-on-one time with them. So. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we're sitting here on your farm. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you know, if you have any any hobbies or things that you like to do outside of drumming and dancing and outside of music.
2: Um, yeah. That kind actually, of fill your life. I um, I there are two hobbies that I have. I put the two of them into business. I mean, or led me into business. But right now, it's only one that is functioning, which is artwork. Right. And then the farming
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I love plants, naturally, I love plants, and that led me into farming
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then art i love once you see it's connected once you love nature, automatically you are into art and uh if you if you get close to it you you, you becomes an artist, and in art, I do paintings, I do sculptures. And uh, uh, a lot of areas. I even had uh, my art shop in the US. Which, oh really? Yeah. uh sometimes when you get to when you go to the net, you can see some few works of mine.
0: Where is it? Uh,
2: when you go to uh, uh, like www. Oh uh, okay. Yeah,
0: you
2: can you can get like or you're looking for African art uh, ah. artist or Ghanaian artist. You can. Find I still yeah it in mind. you find okay. my yeah you find some of my old.
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah,
2: my beginning. Yeah, so I... Um, uh, uh, Rasmussen, Joe Rasmussen, who was one of our... Uh, my dad's friend, and he also brings students from uh, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Tennessee Tech, from that school. He he actually had um, shop for my artworks. He sold my artworks until he died, and then the business collapsed too. So okay. I draw here, and then I send there. So, and then... What push me out from drawing is too much busy. I becomes like all eyes for almost everybody. Uh, my community, uh, my I mean a flower as a whole. You know, I I also with in the, we have some proverbs say a the child that washes his hand well eats with the elders. Because of that, that all the chiefs like. Warming in most of their activities and meetings and advices, they're almost giving me some positions like the the youth uh, chief. Um, I don't want to take it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, some few things. Okay. So because of and the school, I'm the SMC chairman of the school. Okay. Um. Uh, I have a family and for myself and all that. So. I became too much busy to sit and draw. Right. So, automatically, that moved me away from painting. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then, with my loving nature, made it move me into farming. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's one of my side business uh, 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 um, after that. But I started small on a, a plot of uh, one and half acre. Mm-hmm. Back in the uh, aflow close to the beach, and it's the seashore sand. Mm. I took some a lot of student groups student to my that farm before. I mean, in 2000 when I started that, yeah. So that is that is my awesome. hobby and then uh, my side business, yeah. Those are, yeah,
0: that's awesome, very thank cool. Thank well, you. thank you so much for taking the time to chat and again yeah. for sharing your center with us. We had a great experience, and I recommend it to everyone who's listening to uh, come to Dog Bay Cultural Institute in Kopeya, Ghana. So yeah. check it out. They've Please got a great calm website. Please down.
2: come down. We have a lot of things that will give you, and then your life will change in music. Music changes people. I mean, sometimes you have too much thinking, you get into music, you're, you're out of it. So our, our vision, our, in Ghana we say moro, our motto is to 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 split to, to move the music to every home, every life, every person on this earth. I mean, it is in all uh, religions. It doesn't matter which kind of religion you believe. We have music that are good for Christians, good for the traditionalists, good for Muslims. We play all kinds of music. Yeah. We we are like just One mother to a children. (laughs) Yeah, so visit us.
0: Yeah, it's a good (laughs) motto. Awesome. All right, well, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Mm
2: -hmm.